This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from experts across the U.S. Ringler Associates, celebrating 35 years of successfully helping injured people and their families. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello there and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. But when a child is injured, families suffer not only from the devastation of the child being injured, but they also suffer financially. And uh, after receiving a settlement, they are then faced with the further decision of whether to go with a lump sum or a structured settlement uh, to settle their case. Well, today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk to a personal injury attorney who will share his experience on why a structured settlement is in many ways the best choice when a child is injured and how this decision can benefit not only the child, but the entire family in the long run. Well, joining me today from Troy, Michigan, is my co-host, Rachel Grant, from our Ringler Associates office uh, in that area. Rachel co-founded the Ringler Associates Detroit office in 2006 coming in with more than 20 years of experience in the structured settlement and insurance business. Hi there, Rachel. How are you doing? Welcome to Ringer Radio. Good morning, Larry, and thank you. And uh, good morning from a very, very rainy Detroit. Well, Detroit, on a bright day, is a tough place to be sometimes. So that's that's okay. cool that you're there. I'm, I'm glad you're there, Rachel, and uh, glad to have you as our co-host today. Well, our special guest is attorney James Lewis from the firm Shapiro, Cooper, Lewis, and Appleton in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Jim concentrates his practice on representing seriously injured clients and their families in the areas of motor vehicle injury, medical negligence, aviation, railroad, and faulty product injury cases. Uh, In fact, the firm tries cases up and down the eastern seaboard. And Jim's uh, colleague, attorney Emily Mapp Brannon, recently wrote about structured settlements on InjuryBoard.com in a piece titled, Structured Settlements Are a Smart Choice for Children. And uh, that's what uh, piqued our interest in uh, talking to Jim. Anytime somebody talks with a beneficial uh, tone towards structured settlements, I think they're welcome here on Ringler Radio. Jim, it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome. Uh, good morning. It's nice to be here. And um, just to rub it in with Rachel a bit, 80 degrees and sunny. Oh, you know, it's, nice. and it's raining here in Boston. So we're kind of, we've got the triangle working, Boston, Detroit, and Virginia Beach. So between that... Uh, I'm sure we'll have a, a, a great show. Well, Jim, you cover a wide range of cases in the personal injury arena. Tell us a little bit about your law practice and specifically your work uh, with children. Well, as you, as you mentioned earlier, Larry, uh, my law firm is dedicated exclusively to representing people who have suffered personal injuries in any uh, large number of different ways. Uh, medical negligence, automobile crashes, trucking accidents, railroad accidents, mm-hmm. aviation accidents, and invariably, uh, when you do this kind of work, uh, you are going to have the uh, sad experience, quite frankly, of sure. uh, being asked to help uh, youngsters uh, who were uh, inadvertently the victim of some sort of catastrophic injury. And uh, when you do that, you end up representing the entire family because, of course, children are not left to make serious life decisions on their own. 
Uh, so you work closely with mom and dad, sometimes brothers and sisters. But that's pretty much what we do, um, and um, I'm happy to, to, to discuss the uniqueness of representing a minor uh, personal injury victim today. Great. Jim, your colleague, um, Emily Matt Brandon, wrote about structured settlements and why they're a smart choice for children. The vast majority of the cases that I work on here in the Midwest um, involve minor children, many of whom are catastrophically injured. So I found uh, Ms. Matt Brandon's article very interesting. Can you give us your insights on her article? Well, um, basically, uh, Rachel, what the article uh, does is highlight uh, what... Uh, before structured settlements were were uh, part of our lives, uh, it highlights the uh, tremendous difficulty in resolving a, a claim for a child. You end up um, with a lump sum settlement, and the law in every state is a little bit different, but every state uh, requires that that money be held in some sort of a uh, trust capacity for the benefit of the child. And when the child turns 18... Um, which is the age of majority in most states, if not certainly 21, um, the, the, the then adult is entitled to the entire sum of money. Mm. And that, as you can well imagine, creates all sorts of concerns, issues, and problems, most of them related to the fact that an 18-year-old may not have the judgment and insight uh, that someone older and more experienced would have in terms of managing large sums of money. Structured settlements cure that problem, and, and uh, for that reason, um, we encourage them in every case we resolve for a child, and infrequently even for young adults. Well, you know, when we're talking about a uh, child's future financial needs, there are a lot of variables, uh, Jim, as you know, uh, unforeseen needs that are out there. You have a young person you're trying to project into the future. Uh, and there are a lot of options to fit those needs, such as annuity payments that go well beyond when the child reaches majority age into their into their years far into the future. And of course, there are always college costs that can be uh, dealt with as well. How have you used structures uh, typically when it comes to dealing with children? Uh, what's been the tendency for you? What the format, the the, the template? Well, the, the one thing that does bear mentioning, Larry, before I get to that, is mm-hmm. the is the wonderful tax advantage that a structured settlement provides. Mm-hmm. Um, if if the lump sum settlement is chosen as the option, um, and that that money begins earning interest, and that interest is taxable by state and federal governments. If you put that same money into a structured settlement, all of the interest that it earns during the life of the structure is tax free. So it's uh, almost a double gift. You can turn, uh, you know, a settlement of X dollars into a settlement of three times X dollars through the use of a structure. Uh, back to your question, what we routinely do with the help of Ringler Associates and, and folks in that business, what we routinely do is sit down with the family and try as best we can to define their goals, uh, almost invariably, um, we will make arrangements for college tuition payments mm-hmm. on the child's 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st birthday. Um, and we use Wrangler and Associates to help us project what those expenses are going to be with the understanding that if college simply is not for this particular individual when he or she attains that age, those money payments will be made uh, to uh, the then adult. Yeah, you know, you know, Jim. Some people don't 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 really realize that they think because it's labeled a college fund, people are locked into these this idea of college. But you're absolutely right. I mean, these payments at eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, et cetera, uh, 
they can literally be used for for any need that the individual child may have at that point at that point in time. Oh, absolutely. Um, one most recently comes to mind when the child turned eighteen. College was not right for her, so the money went to buy her an automobile so mm-hmm. that she could get to and from work. Exactly. Um, so it, it was very helpful. Um, in, in addition to providing for educational projections, we then um, try to help the family focus on how they want their child's adult life to, to be done. I, I settled a case um, actually back in 1992. My client was 12 years old when we settled it, and we used Ringler. Um, and uh, we have put her through college. We bought her her first house, and uh, this fund will be making payments to her until um, she is 60 years old. And so it's a wonderful intermittent safety net um, uh, where uh, the parents can have the peace of mind uh, that although it started through a very unfortunate event or events, mm-hmm. um, uh, the children that have the benefit of these structured settlements uh, are are very, very nicely protected for as far out into the future uh, as the family wants. I mean, you don't have to go that far out. You can you can have it so that the final payments are made at any age you want. The the flexibility of a structured settlement is in fact its beauty. So Jim, I'm sure you have you have a, a, a plethora of uh, life stories of cases where the clients and their families have benefited from structured settlements. Um, specifically towards the families, is there you know beyond the injured child any any real life cases you could share with us? How the how the expanded family or the, the well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of a case that we settled, I'm going to say two years ago for a young man whose injury was, uh, a, a, essentially a global brain injury, um, resulting in him, uh, being, um, bedridden, um, with very, very limited, uh, mobility. Um, and his, uh, mom and dad, uh, were of, uh, very modest means. And so when they came to me, uh, they had a discarded used hospital bed in their living room. And that is where this child lived. And, uh, they got him out in and out of the bed with a manual lift. Um, and we resolved his case in a way that not only was a lump sum portion of the money used to build an addition onto this home to essentially uh, create a room where he could live with his physical needs being met. Um, but we also structured a part of his settlement uh, so uh, through the use of a, a, a life care plan mm-hmm. uh, so that we have funded for him all of his future medical needs that were foreseeable. And and so what we did by doing that, number one, day-to-day quality of life for him and his mom and dad is unbelievably improved. Um, And number two, we've taken that financial burden off the shoulders of mom and dad for our lifelong care of this child. And so, I mean, the examples go on and on and on for the for the wonderful benefits that structured settlements bring to the table. You know, Jim, uh, and you're you're right about that. There there is some some conversation though about uh, whether you know how parents uh, can make these long term financial decisions for these children, uh, and is there some element of uh, locking in this child to a, to an annuity into the future? Uh, I, I actually had a judge in a in a, uh, in a case, a court approval, 
wanting to to limit the time frame of, of these of this annuity. In other words, start it at age, let's say, 21, but have it stop at 30 with a big lump so that the child could do what they wanted after that period of time. Are, have you run into that where where judges and others are, are trying to uh, limit the the long-term effects of some of these decisions that the parents are trying to make to give the child uh, more control once they reach those ages? Well, uh, I, Larry, I'd say that I, maybe I've just been very fortunate mm-hmm. in uh, dealing with uh, judges who take the pretty much take the position that, look, if the insurance carrier, uh, the defense lawyers, the plaintiff lawyers, the plaintiff and the plaintiff's family come to me with this frequently quite sophisticated Mm -hmm. financial life care plan and want me to approve it, then who am I to substitute my judgment for them? So I haven't run into that, but let me tell you one of the reasons why I haven't. Um, We uh, are very careful to make sure that the topic is on the table when all of this planning is done. Oh, by the way, don't forget that in 20 years, you know, this child's going to be 35 years old and going to want some financial freedom and financial flexibility. So if you put enough of that into the plan, my sense is judges don't don't get the sense that you're really trying to restrict the child. For instance, uh, one of my favorite recommendations is to say, okay, let's put him or her through college. And then when he is 25, let's give him enough money to make a down payment on a house. When he's 30, let's give him enough money to maybe move into a bigger house, 35. And so, you know, we're not tying up uh, all of the proceeds for extended periods of time. We try to space it out so that uh, at at any given point in the injured person's life, the expectation of future financial resources is not that far away. Well, those are great ideas and uh, obviously uh, help a child as they as they go along. You know, a lot of us have the, the benefit of the monthly income is a wonderful thing, but every once in a while having that lump of money coming out uh, helps them eliminate some debt or do the kind of down payment uh, planning that you talked about. Sure. Or, you know, just it maybe uh, correct a, a bad financial decision. Exactly. You know, open in a restaurant and it failed or, you know, there's a million different justifications for setting these things up. And everybody seems to have a brother-in-law that wants to open a pizza shop or something. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone absolutely. has a great everybody has a great idea uh, along the way. Well, you know, one of the you know, speaking of some of those ideas that that might go go astray, uh, a lot of these ads you see on TV, especially late at night, uh, they're screaming at the the the, uh, the public about selling the structured settlement for a lump sum. It's your money, take it now. Uh, and the, these kinds of uh, ads and these decisions to factor or to sell these annuities can be especially detrimental uh, to a child's settlement gold. So what is your opinion about the the whole factoring area? Uh, well, I, I am uh, unfortunately, or maybe not, maybe fortunately, I am um, very rigid uh, when it comes to that idea. And I tell my families that once they agree to it, it takes a court order to undo it. Correct. And in most jurisdictions, it does. Yes. So the first thing I have to say is that more often than not, those ads are misleading. Uh, number two, very few judges that I know would undo it in the absence of compelling changes in circumstances. And number three, um, we want our listeners to remember those guys on television don't do this for free. They all charge a percentage and sometimes 
it's a fairly overwhelming percentage of whatever uh, the uh, funds that they can extract for you amount to. So yeah, you know, we, think it's a, we think it's a bad idea. We don't condone it. If clients come to me and want to do it, I decline. I decline to get involved. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the one of the things that some factoring companies were doing was they were hiring lawyers to come in and represent the uh, the individual in front sure. of the judge. Uh, and I know in California, they recently passed a new law that requires the notification to the original plaintiff attorney representing the family at the time of the loss. So that individual can come in and say, wait a minute, judge, uh, I'm, I'm more of a person that has the interest of the family at heart here. So let's listen to me as well. That's I, I, and I think that's a great idea. Unfortunately, as we all know, a few states in this country are as forward thinking as California, but it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Great idea. So, Jim, especially in today's economy, obviously from our conversation, you found that the cost of caring for an injured child can be extremely difficult for the whole family, and, and you found that to be the case. So is your overall opinion, have you, have you found that the uh, placement of a, of a settlement into an annuity plan, do you find that it actually is, has more of a stabilizing effect on the family of, as a of, whole? Of course it does. Uh, I mean... Look at the family I told you about with the child who's in a hospital bed. Look at what they've got to look forward to in the absence of a settlement. And right. now let's take let's take out a lifetime of gee, do I go left or do I go right? Do I go up or do I go down? By establishing all those questions and answers all at once and just putting it in place through the use of a structure. I mean it it eliminated the day-to-day stressors in this family's life by 100%. It's called peace so, of mind, isn't it? Absolutely. You cannot describe it any better. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break right now and uh, be back in a minute with our special guest, Attorney Jim Lewis, and our co-host, Rachel Grant. We'll be right back here on Ringo Radio. This is Ringler Radio. From Ringler Associates, quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for 35 years. Ringler Radio is celebrating its sixth year right here on the Legal Talk Network, produced by broadcast professionals. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in the settling of physical injury claims. Experience counts. Over $23 billion in structures benefiting 166,000 injured individuals and their families. And one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. We invite you to listen to other shows on the Legal Talk Network. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. It's the office calling again. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, yeah. I need to do that, too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. That's perfect. The office can wait. 
Think you might like to have us create your own podcast on LegalTideNetwork.com? Go to the website and send us an email. Or just give us a call at 781-551-9960. It's the best move you'll make in legal marketing. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. My co-host today is Rachel Grant from our Michigan office right there in Detroit. I guess it's in Troy, right, Rachel? It is. Well, uh, that's great, and it's raining, I understand, where you are right now. Yes, it is. Pouring. (laughs) And our special guest, of course, Attorney Jim Lewis from Shapiro, Cooper, Lewis, and Appleton in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yes, sir. Sunny and warm in Virginia Beach. Okay, so Jim, from your uh, vantage point there, um, we've talked a lot about um, setting up families and, and, you know, for more financial uh, stability in the future. Um, Specifically, structured settlements, um, we find that they can help carve out a path for the child client. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, basically, Rachel, what we're looking at is a fairly short list of categories. You've got anticipated future medical needs, anticipated uh, future um, educational expenses, and then just uh, all of the other events in life that cost money, uh, buying cars, uh, renting apartments, maybe buying homes, those sorts of things. And so what we do with Ringler um, is to sit down and try to, uh, and the family, of course, map out a plan uh, that um, is as good a job as we can do uh, at addressing uh, those types of issues for our children clients. You know, one of the things I've found as we've uh, gone along with a lot of these uh, minors cases is uh, these college funds, uh, over time, they've taken on a little bit of a different life uh, style, a, a life lifespan. They, they've gone from a lot of four-year college plans to some five-year college plans because a lot of kids are finding themselves unable to really graduate out of that college experience in four years. Are, are you finding that? We have not mm-hmm. seen as much of it. I, I recently did settle a case where uh, mom and dad wanted us to make provisions for the five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you're sitting there with your 10-year-old child contemplating educational needs, it might be that, that parents, you know, they don't want to, they don't admit want to it. sit there and go, well, my kid can't get out in four years. They don't years. want to admit it. No, I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, another thing that, that I see a lot is during the college years, oftentimes we'll provide a small monthly stipend for the, for the child while in college, uh, $100, $200 a month to give the child a little bit of spending uh, money along the way, and that oftentimes helps. Have you, uh, have you come into contact with that? We do it all the time. In fact, um, uh, we settled a – actually, we tried a case but, uh, and won it, uh, but the insurance company involved agreed to let us structure uh, the verdict, um, and we actually set up – uh, because this child has serious ongoing lifelong medical needs, uh, we set up an allowance for him and his parents uh, starting at age 10. Oh, okay. um, and of course, there, there, there are very strict limitations on mm-hmm. what can be done with the money, and, and judges that we re- regularly appear in front of uh, require that we go to great lengths to make sure the child is protected uh, from uh, being taken advantage of. Well, you know, sometimes we'll see where a, a, a client, let's say the parents, uh, they want the lump sum. And uh, 
Not that the money can get right in the hands of the minor because of uh, different uh, legal controls, but uh, oftentimes the parents put it into some kind of a trust arrangement. And uh, and frankly, we've seen a lot of these kinds of deals dissipated because parents either make bad decisions or or they uh, approach the court for necessaries, which aren't really necessary. And before you know it, the child is at, is at risk for the money that was supposed to be there in the long haul. Uh, on the other hand, when a child reaches majority, in addition to all the things they need to have, uh, sometimes a little bit of cash in their hands, something uh, almost discretionary is, is, is not a, necessarily a bad thing. It gives the child a, an idea that they can maybe try, start to manage their money and yet be comforted to know that even if they blow the idea that they've had, they've got you know, clear money coming down the pike. How does all of that fit into your, your view of uh, how to use a structured settlement? Well, um, I'll tell you, Larry, if I'm representing, um, quite frankly, anybody under the age of 25, mm-hmm. uh, my knee-jerk reaction to them and their, their decision-making group is, you make a huge mistake not using a structure, and let me start giving you the list of why. The first, the first thing on the list is, how much training and education do you have in managing large sums of money? Mm-hmm. The answer is invariably zero. In 32 years of representing injured people, I have settled one case for a family who had a member of the decision-making core group who had the ability to make sound and wise investment decisions and he even chose to structure half the settlement. Um, and so it's not even a close call for us. Unfortunately, you mentioned something about the parents who want the lump sum. And, and that's certainly an option. But I will tell you, judges scratch their heads about that. Judges don't like it. Um, and uh, in, in most of the states we practice in, the parents have to file some kind of an accounting on an annual basis with the court showing what they did with the money. Right. And they can be held financially, personally responsible if bad decisions are made. That, that, that Not always, but they can be. And so, you know, by the time I finish giving my, my folks the laundry list of why lump sums are bad ideas, most of them take my advice. Right. Good, good so you're hear. finding, Jim, in, in Virginia and the other states that you practice in that, um, like here in Michigan, yesterday I had a case in, in Wayne County, and, and the judge was adamant that the that the uh, bulk of the structure, or the bulk of the settlement go into a structured settlement annuity. Are you finding that that is generally the case where you practice, where your firm practices as well? Uh, judges want it. Um, we don't routinely, we don't routinely go in to court seeking approval of infant settlements where some long-term financial plan isn't made for the child. And so we don't run into too much resistance from the judges we appear in front of because we're committed, we're committed to the structured settlement program. I suspect that if I walked into most of the courts we practice in uh, with a large lump sum settlement for a child, uh, the judge would have some very very difficult questions for mom and dad. You know, it's it's funny, Jim. You talked about all these reasons that you give your clients uh, to take the structure, and uh, and there are quite a few of them. Uh, you know, one of the ones I find interesting is uh, young people don't realize the pulls and tugs on them if they have that cash by their friends, associates, boyfriends, girlfriends, suitors, uh, new friends, 
uh, ne'er-do-well friends. And, and, and a lot of people have a tough time saying no to these folks. And uh, ultimately, these friends disappear and the money is gone. So th- that's a very pro- it's a very protective way for people to deal with, the, with these funds. Well, it certainly insulates you from all of that. Uh, it, and it's, it's interesting. Um, you mentioned earlier, there's always the brother-in-law or father-in-law who wants to open a pizza parlor. What, what my experience has been is that it's family members. Um, yeah. sometimes, uh, uh, well-meaning and sometimes not, but it seems to me from my experience that individuals can't say no to relatives. And I can't tell you how many cases I've settled for adults who chose not to use a structure uh, and went off uh, with their settlement with grand plans and ideas. And two or three years later, uh, they're back in my office penniless and sometimes looking for a bankruptcy lawyer. Well, that brings us to our last question. And really, it's what is your advice to other lawyers out there who have – well, children and, and just others as clients and are contemplating these settlement options, uh, uh, I would assume you have something set up where if somebody really vociferously says they need the cash, uh, you almost make them sign a paper, right, that says you've been, you've been explained about the structure, you understand the structure, and you're saying no to the structure. You're trying to protect yourself. Absolutely. We do that in every case. And my advice to other lawyers, um, the, the main advice I've got, because there are so many of us uh, who do personal injury work that maybe have not been down all of the paths that somebody as old and broken down as I am have been down, make sure you know what all your options are. And if you aren't comfortable in knowing that you do, call somebody who does, call a lawyer with experience in the area, call Ringler and Associates, mm-hmm. as they will certainly lay them out for you. Um, the the it's it's not the fear of the unknown that scares scares me. It's the fact that the uh, people who don't know don't know they don't know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, Rachel, it's been a terrific show. Uh, Jim, if someone wanted to reach you, uh, how would they do that? Uh, you can uh, go to my website. That's uh, hsinjurylaw.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email me at Lewis at hsinjurylaw.com or pick up the phone and call me at one eight hundred seven five two zero zero four two. I'm happy to talk with you. Great. And Rachel, if someone wanted to find you, where would they do that? Um, well, our, our website is www.ringlerassociates.com um, and my email is rgrant at ringlerassociates.com and, and our office number is 248-457-1212. Um, I had to think about that for a second because we recently moved offices so <laughs> that always that always happens and it's uh, it's a testament to uh, all of our memories to be able to do that well listen i want to tell our audience if you want to reach any ringler associate you go to ringlerassociates.com we're all on there uh, you can find us and uh, we've just revamped that website it's terrific uh, a lot of new information uh, i think you'll find it fascinating to uh, to kind of explore and also legaltalknetwork.com you can listen to all the Ringler radio shows on either of those websites, but uh, you can tune in, you can download, uh, you can actually get it to your iPod, you can walk around the park, listen to uh, Jim and Rachel talk about dealing with structures for children. And with that, Jim, I want to thank you again. Enjoy the day. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Same to you, Rachel. Thank you. And for the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. 
its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio in its sixth year on Legal Talk Network with over a half a million listeners. Ringler Associates, where experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in physical injury claims. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.